It's the Real Estate Podcast, brought to you by ANZ Home Loans for financial well-beings. And welcome back to another episode of the Real Estate Breakfast for 2023, available of course every morning on iHeartRadio, Spotify and Apple, and wherever you get your podcast from. Well, it's a Wednesday, the 15th day of February. I hope your Valentine's yesterday didn't end in tears with you being caught out without buying something for your loved one. Coming up this morning, we are talking to Carlos Cacho, Chief Economist from Jarden this morning. And Carlos, you didn't forget something for your loved one, I hope. No, of course not. I couldn't leave my, my wife and the you know mother of two without a gift on this Valentine's Day. <laughs> Good boy. And let's just uh, have a look at what's in the media at the moment. Boy, there's a lot going on. What's been happening at your end? Look, there's yeah, it's, the year's started off very busy. This is uh, my first podcast podcast for 23 after uh, getting back from a bit of time off to have a to support my wife with the, a new family member and um, and it's been hitting the ground running you know we've had rates going up with the RBA a bit of a change in their view we've had a lot of commentary around house prices uh, signs the consumers softening and obviously a lot of geopolitical news as well with the US and China so a lot to keep me busy on the macro front and not, not much time to settle in but uh, but it keeps life interesting it's your weekday real estate breakfast with news interviews and predictions every morning on the Real Estate Podcast. And we will be back with Carlos in just a moment. First though, the cost of living has become a pressing concern for most Australians, causing a significant strain on household budgets. This issue, in fact, has taken centre stage in the upcoming New South Wales elections as polls indicate the cost of living will be the primary concern for voters. And in response, major political parties have proposed a variety of solutions to help mitigate the impact of inflation and rising living costs. But whether it's meaningful and going to make a difference, well, we will wait and see. And in the meantime, yesterday when the checkout operator told me the price on a handful of groceries, I had to take a double look of what I had. Wow, I said to the smiling operator who just looked at me and said, I know it's crazy, right? (laughs) Crazy. Cannot begin to explain the crippling cost of the food bill every week. Now, if you're celebrating your birthday today for the 15th day of February, happy birthday to you. You're sharing it with Rachel McAdams, the Canadian actor. She is turning 45. Nick Jonas, the singer, he is 31. And Drake Bell is 37. And Susie Waterhouse, a British model and actor, she is turning 31 today. We are just as addicted to property as you are. The Real Estate Podcast. It's the main centre forecast. It's head around the country on this Wednesday morning. And first we go to Sydney. Expect partly cloudy skies, but it's going to be a dry Wednesday for you. Expecting a high of 27. Melbourne expecting the sunshine and 30 degrees. Brisbane, a possible shower, but probably a mainly dry one. And 29. And in Perth today, partly cloudy skies, but it should be mainly dry, keeping 
dropping the temperature down to just 27 degrees today. We feature market updates, interviews and trends. It's your real estate podcast for breakfast. And we are back with Carlos Cacho, who is the Chief Economist at Jardins this morning. And Carlos, the statement of monetary policy from the RBA, it was released last Friday. We talked about that yesterday with economist Asti Mariasmo from PRD. The RBA has told us that there are more hikes coming. How many more hikes could come and where do you reckon the rates might peak? Yeah, we, we heard from the RBA twice last week with the both the statement and then their, their meeting and, and they clearly signal that they're they need to do more to fight inflation, basically. Inflation's higher than they want it. Wages are higher than they want it. And there's more hikes coming. We're expecting we get at least another three. So we're thinking we're going to get 25 basis points in March, April and May. There is probably some upside risk to that if we don't see the slowing in inflation that the RBA wants to see. And that would see rates stabilise around 4%, which would probably see the average mortgage rate up with a with a six in front of it. So a pretty big, uh, steep change from the twos we were seeing seeing um, this time last year. And the property market is expected to face a significant downturn in 2023 with the possibility of house prices dropping by 25%. So can you elaborate a little bit on some of those numbers according to Jarden? Yeah, so so last week following that that shift in the RBA, we, we have cut our forecast for house prices. So we're expecting from the peak of last year, we could see a 20 to 25% fall. The real key driver of that is, is those, those increase in interest rates. Uh, a 4% cash rate is going to reduce how much uh, borrowers can, can borrow from the bank by over 35%. And that just means they're not going to be able to pay the same prices that they were willing and able to pay in 2021 and 2022. And so we do expect that's going to flow through to property markets um, around the country further this year and, and see prices uh, remain on a downward trend um, for most of 2023. And how do you predict that the cash rate could reach 4.1% by May? And what impact is that going to have on the average mortgage rate and more importantly, I guess, the borrowing capacity? You know, there's there's another three hikes to come. I think the average mortgage rate, you know, if we think we started this cycle, the average owner occupier was getting around two and a half. You add four to that, it's about six and a half. We've seen some competition, so it'll come down a bit, but really you're looking at six point something for owner occupiers and higher for investors. That's a, about a you know fifty to sixty percent increase in repayments. That's a that's a very significant jump. You've also got a lot of people coming off fixed rates that are ending this year, over three hundred billion dollars of loans. Um, the RBA said it's about 800,000 borrowers, and they're going to face a very significant rise, a lot of them on 2% or less, up to that, you know, 5, 6, 7% in some cases. So it's going to have a very significant um, impact on borrowers. And that's going to see borrowing capacity fall by around 30 to 40%, depending on the borrower and what sort of income growth they've had, um, which means if, you know, this time last year, you might have been able to borrow a million dollars, you might only be able to borrow six or seven hundred thousand dollars now so it's a it's a pretty material fall 
And the property market in Sydney has already seen that decline, of course, with house prices down by 1.2% in January and 13.8% year on year. So, yeah, those are quite significant numbers, particularly moving into 2023 with more of these rises to come. Yeah, you know, Sydney was certainly, uh, I guess, an early leader on, on the price falls. I think given how large an increase we saw over the last couple of years, as well as how much um, leverage borrowers were employing. You know, we know a lot of borrowers were borrowing six times or more their income, which is quite a large amount. We were seeing, I think, in Sydney in, in December and January, a bit of some cautious optimism in the market that maybe we were getting near the end of the hiking cycle, that things were starting to stabilise. Um, I think, you know, the available supply on the market was quite low. You know, new listings were very low. Total listings were really low. So you were seeing a bit more competition um, in some segments of the market. But I think the risk is as we head into 2023, this this shift from the RBA is going to um, you know wrong foot that sentiment, and, and people I think are going to be doubting their expectations that maybe there were just one or two more rate hikes to come, and and having to reassess you know what they realistically um, can and want to want to afford. So I think we are going to see that downward trend continue. Mm. And Jardin predicts that prices could start to rise again in 2024. A couple of questions here. What factors would need to be in play for this to happen? And secondly, how would a decrease in the mandated buffer to 2% impact the property market and that borrowing capacity? Yeah, so, so we see, I guess, three main factors that are going to drive a, a pretty strong recovery in the housing market in 2024. And that's um, a change in that that buffer you mentioned from the banking regulators, so banks that are required to assess borrowers at a higher interest rate than they actually pay. Um, at the moment, that uh, buffer is 3%. So if you're paying a 6% mortgage, it means the banks are actually assessing you and looking how much you can repay if rates go to 9%. If they brought that down to 2 that would give you roughly an extra 10% to borrow capacity. Similarly, we're also expecting the RBA is probably going to start cutting the cash rate um, by early 2024. We think by then they'll have sufficient evidence that inflation is slowing, that the consumer is pulling back. And so um, they will be able to take their foot off the brake. And so that's going to provide some extra support for the for the housing market as well. And finally, um, you know, it, it's highly you know uncertain if we do actually see them come in, but the stage three of the, um, the tax cuts is due to come into force from July 2024. And that will give a a pretty material boost um, to the disposable income and after-tax income of quite a lot of borrowers. And so that's going to flow through to borrowing capacity as well. So if you add up all those three factors, we do see a possibility that that borrowing power could increase by 20 to 30% depending on the, the borrower and their income levels. And so we see that driving a pretty strong 10% recovery in prices in 2024. Still, you know, well off from the highs we saw during the COVID boom, but a pretty strong market, um, you know, in, uh, in a historical sense. Wow, because anything that gives the disposable income a bit of a boost with a tax break is just going to be so welcome, given the fact that we've had these nine rate rises and on average is being reported it's around an additional $12,000. So it's it's not small change that we're talking about. No, yeah, no, the increase in, in mortgage payments is, um, you know, is very significant for those households that have them. Um, we recently did a piece of 
work looking at those buffers that households have built up. And what we found is actually that the, the households most vulnerable to rising rates, your kind of mortgaged families, 35 to 44 years old that have the most debt, they haven't increased their savings that much. Most of the savings we've seen built up in the economy in older households. So it is going to be tough for a lot of those, um, those mortgage, mortgage families um, to make those higher repayments. What we expect we're going to see is, um, you know, a lot of people are going to be pulling back on discretionary spending, you know, pulling back on spending on um, on things like household goods, electronics, furniture. Um, and we're already starting to see that through some of the companies um, reporting their results in this last week or two with with companies like Nick Scarly reporting a decrease in, um, in orders and, and JB Hi-Fi earlier this week reporting a softening in sales in January. And we, we expect that's going to continue as we move through the year and those repayments continue to increase. All right, then. Well, we'll leave it there, Carlos. Hopefully, we've got some uh, good news to look forward to in Q1, Q2 of this year. Thanks for having me again. We connect you to the best real estate information across Australia. The Real Estate Podcast.